Hey, this is Jordan Robert Kirk. Welcome to the JRK Podcast. This is uh, Leftover Turkey. This is the uh, segment after... Uh, this is the segment after Thanksgiving dinner. And, uh, man, we're just we're going to dive right into it. I uh, just wanted to say go ahead and uh, smash that like button. Leave a five-star review. Go to jordanrobertkirk.com. For Black Friday, and uh, y'all might figure out pretty quick that we're doing, we're changing it up a little bit. Um, yeah, Jordan Robert Kirk, uh, stream the music, uh, follow the podcast, text it to a friend. Hey, y'all keep it down. Text it to a friend, and uh, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a little roundtable today. Um, so we're just gonna see how this goes. But uh, yep, up coming up next. Uh, not even sure what we're going to call it yet, but this is going to be a podcast roundtable, JRK Podcast. All right, so, man, we're in for a treat today. I have some guests. We got the kids uh, jacking around upstairs. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to just uh, go to my right, uh, my right-hand woman. Uh, go ahead. Hartley, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Hartley Kirk, wife to Jordan Robert Kirk. And here I am. Hello, good to talk to you. What did you what was your favorite dish today? Thanksgiving dinner? Oh it's gotta be Don't call anybody out who made it. Oh god. <laughs> don't say your bad one. No, you're the worst one. I'm just joking. I don't know. Really? It's so good. Oh my gosh. Okay, it was all good. I feel Typical bad saying Hartley my own answered. dish. I feel bad saying my own dish, but oh, it really wow. was. She's like, let me toot my own horn. Yeah, what I <laughs> it made was, was the best. It was a sweet potato casserole. Okay, okay. I don't know why. All right, next up. Hey, brother. Hello. This is Taylor Robert Kirk. Oh, my god. I'm just kidding. Uh, Taylor, Taylor Kirk. Clay. Taylor Clay. Taylor Clay Kirk. My favorite dish. I, I see you like my rolls. Oh, our cousin Ashley made those rolls. They were killing it. I thought you were going to come in with the... Uh, I love a woman with meat on her bones. Dumb and Dumber, baby. Oh or was that Dumb and Dumber? Or that was the that was the, the sort of half intermediate with the you know younger actors. She kind of sucked, but that yeah, was the best part of the movie. Yeah, it was a rip off. But that was the best part. Yeah, it was. What? But then he sits on the furnace with the Hershey's bar in his back oh pocket. It gosh, looks like he diarrhea himself. Diarrhea, gorilla diarrhea. Yeah. But yes. Um, and who are you besides my brother and slightly less uh, not as good looking? <laughs> um, sorry, sorry, sorry. That was so a fake loud. laugh. Hopefully that'll be um, edited out. I am a savant. Um, Polymath. I live in Dallas, um, uptown. I work for Lockheed Martin in Fort Worth. And I drive an Isuzu I-290. That describes me. You know, that's what every man goes straight for, unless he drives a Fiat. Then he does not talk about his vehicle. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know what Fiat stands for? Fix it again, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Always breaking down. Oh, I'm stealing but that's not your, King of the Hill. That's not your trashy pit or car? That's that Honda Fit. See, Jordan has this car, the passenger door won't even close, so you call him and it sounds like he's in the midst of a tornado. And it's just the terrible house car. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. And then uh, we have our, our next guest. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself, sir? My name is Juan Calderon from Rawls, Texas. Who are you? Uh, I am Jordan Robert Kirk's brother-in-law. Brother-in-law? Married to his uh, sister, Abby Lou. You can go ahead and drop the in-law. <laughs> <laughs> brother. My brother. Uh, Juan, what was your favorite dish? And today? If you don't, yeah, today for dinner. And if you didn't have one, then don't Man, throw anybody on the bus. The mashed potatoes. Mashed potato made those. Costco, right? Yeah. Costco. <laughs> Costco. <laughs> Is All that right. Maker's Mark? That's Sam's. Sam's, Sam's oh. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. The slightly less. What is Costco? The slightly lesser. It's, uh, we get the diapers. Remember. I love Sam's. Yeah. All right. And then, ma'am, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. This is Abby Lou. Vamanos. I am Jordan Robert Kirk's sister. Right here. 
Go ahead. And I'm happy to be here. Tell me, who are you? What what are you? What do you do? <laughs> I am a, a wife and a mom and yes. a speech therapist. Yes. And sometimes therapying our speech. No, that's not true. <laughs> Yeah. That's a nice blouse you have on there. Thank you, sir. Yes. Okay, and what was your favorite dish at Well, I feel like everyone kind of stole mine as y'all were going around. So I'm going to say sweet potato casserole. Okay. And the rolls were amazing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. Shout out Ashley. What's her new last name? Roberts. 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 Ashley Ashley Roberts. Well, let's not dox her in case some... Uh-huh. Pedo or oh, terrorist true. is listening. So like we don't have to get trafficked. Person. I'll censor that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and also the desserts were really good. I yeah. didn't eat any dessert. I had one piece of peanut brittle and that was it. I don't know why I wasn't feeling it. Wow. Well, Mom didn't bust out the pudding dessert, so clearly she doesn't love me anymore. But um, Well, you're still her favorite. The one time. <laughs> the only time ever <laughs> she didn't bust it out. Yeah, it was a major letdown, Mom, if you're listening. Well, everybody knows my favorite. Actually, do y'all? Do y'all know what my favorite is? I um, would say the turkey chewing the meat off the bone, because I saw you yes. doing that. Well, yeah, I definitely know. Like all a all ferociously. Oh, the neck, the turkey neck. Oh, yes. Or the giblets. Gosh. Is it giblets or giblets? Oh, giblets. <laughs> I don't I know. I never giblets. know. Like, gif and jif. <laughs> I, kept, I kept wanting to call the, uh, I kept wanting to call that turkey neck the, uh, the uh, chimpanzee phallus. You know, it was like a phallic object-looking thing. That long old turkey neck. Yeah. Yeah, pretty, I asked what animal pretty it well came from down. when your yeah. mom asked, what do you think And is the neck usually pretty flaccid, like malleable? It was. It was, exactly. But uh, not <laughs> typically Did you slurp it erect. up, like, with, between some rolls? And... We used the broth. Uh, but then when I saw the shape, I was like, nah. No, but uh, my favorite is absolutely uh, the dressing. And... The jalapeno cranberry sauce. Mm-hmm. Oh, Connie made both. Too. Connie made both. And so Con, I could Connelly. literally, like, I would take the cranberry and I would, like, dip the turkey in it. And then I would take the cranberry and I'd put it with the stuffing and then put it on the ham. And then I'd eat all that. Like, I mean, it's sort of like a hodgepodge, like, uh, what do you call it? Smorgasbord. I would take the I would take the roll and dip it into the sweet potato casserole. Sweet potato casserole was amazing. Who made that? Who? Oh, you did? Yes, yeah, wasn't that Lovely great? Wife. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm messing with Harley. It was, it was really good. It was good. Nah, we had a good time. Yeah, we were just trying to keep this a little bit light as we kick it off. But I wanted to, gathered you all here today, I wanted to follow up to my episode, I think it was episode three, if y'all want to go back That's and right. listen to it. I was still on the transcript uh, sort of format, so if you know that's not your thing, but that's I was writing them all out, and now we're kind of doing a little free, more free form. But the episode was called the preacher, which is the word Ecclesiastes, um, and I believe Hebrew or you know the anglicized version of that. That's how we say it, but that's what the Ecclesiastes means, which was Solomon. So Solomon was king, the second king of Israel. David was the first. You know, there's archaeological and historical evidence to back him up. And, um, you know, he probably, maybe behind Genghis Khan, he had a lot of children. He had 700 wives and 300 concubines. Yeah. Yeah. He was a busy man. That's a lot of ash. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) gosh. Okay. (laughs) We'll censor that out. There's a whole lot of things. We're not talking about the drink. No. (laughs) Have y'all ever seen Ace Ventura? When Nature Calls. Or Pet Detective. Pet Detective. Oh, yeah. Kind of getting that vibes from Jordan's hair, oh, aren't yeah. you? Uh-huh. Yes. Epic. Or do y'all remember Johnny Bravo? Yes. That True. Yeah. That's what I thought when I saw I wish him we had today. video if you're on listening, this. that's what Jordan looks like right now. Yes. Yeah. It's what happens when you don't use shampoo for about three weeks. Like, I just run my hair, hand through my hair, and it just kind of does It does, does look awful greasy. Yeah. yeah. But I do wash. I take a shower. Hair. I just... Yeah, Harley's like, oh my gosh, I'm embarrassed. He does shower. He wets it. <laughs> no, she's over there going like this. He wets it. She's like, <laughs> He's not totally an animal. Talking about right. hair, y'all know I have alopecia. And Ariana. I went to a, a Dallas Stars game with my roommate. <laughs> with my roommate and his old lady. Well, at the time. Well, anyway. Yeah. 
Um, and the security guard made me take off my hat when we went through, and she turned to Cato, like, not even trying to be rude, and was like, who cuts his hair? And I was like, well, I have alopecia. And she was like, like, taken aback, and like, really... She was like, Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, I've been, and, and you know, I've been bartending. I've been Drop making so many Jada Pinkett Smith um, jokes to people. It. Not like talking about Will Smith being a cuck or anything, but... Well, let's uh, not go there. Yeah, true. But he is. He is a cook. But um, <laughs> anyway, it it was just really funny. I'm like, no, I don't care. You know, it's it's fun. Yeah, you've been owning it. Own it. You just wear it with pride and put a cap on. Hide it. <laughs> wear cap to church. Wear it with weddings, pride. Funerals. Never let I've been see a it. cap everywhere. I think. Yeah. Just yeah. do it. You're the new. You're the cap guy. It's cool. All right. That's right. You got right. a good looking cap on right now. By the way, we still have some JRK hats available. You can't see it because this is audio only today, but I have my JRK brand caps. They are on sale for $30 for Black Friday, $35 shipped, which is a deal. And I don't care They're if you awesome. got hair, no hair, it hugs the hat or the head like a glove. So Hugs the dome. <laughs> Speaking of Ace Ventura, no. like a glove. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Oh, George. I know, I went there. Yeah, so but uh, back to Solomon. So, yeah, he was a baller, shot color, um, 300, wi- oh, 300 concubines. Those weren't even, those were just the uh, service women. And uh, 700 wives, a lot of kids, richest man ever. And so he wrote Ecclesiastes, and it starts out, everything is meaningless. And um, then he says, there's a time and a place for everything under the sun. There's a season for everything. And right there, kind of in the middle, it's seven or nine or 12 chapters I don't even know maybe I, I, I shouldn't talk out of my behind but right there in chapter 3 was, was the verses I was focusing on and it was talking about work and um, I kind of wanted to throw this out to all y'all I think we all are familiar with this because we're all around the same age roughly we've, we've kind of been told our whole lives how important college is and we were told our whole lives we can do anything and that includes being loaded down with a whole lot of debt, whether that be college debt, buying a home, um, you know, saying that is the best option. And what I talked about was sort of what, sort of my point was that um, in asking kids what they want to be when they grow up, we're setting the bar maybe really high, and we do want kids to dream, but we may be telling them to chase something that may not be as easy to obtain. That maybe their predisposition, their intelligence, their you know type of intelligence, because we measure IQ, right? But IQ doesn't tell us everything. And some very intelligent kids may never even be able to get through an IQ test. But they may be really good with their hands. They may be really good with people. And that you know the way we need to point them towards a career. Um, so I said, don't reach for the stars unless you really want to be an astronaut. And so I, I, I guess I'm going to put that on, out on the floor. We can go around. We can, we can do whatever. But what are y'all's thoughts on that? Um, and push back if you want. Like, no, we need to ask kids what they want to be when they grow up. And if you do want to tell me that, then say, then say why. So floor is open. I... I don't know. I would say ask them just so they're thinking about it, but not like pointing them in a specific direction. You know, I got an animal science degree that I've never used, but I could help me get hired at Lockheed by having You needed a four-year degree. Which is really dumb. I mean, that they make it be that way. Yeah. It's really just companies requiring a a college degree, but it's meaningless. Not always, but well, I mean, for you, engineer. Solomon. Well, I was going to say, yeah, I said that exact same thing. I was really good at school and tests, and I would memorize for the test and walk out and forget it. And so, you know, I got a good degree. I got a good GPA. And now I'm not using it at all. You know, and maybe, you know, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know my aptitude. I didn't know what I enjoyed. And, um, you know, like you, Taylor, uh, you got a degree in animal science and now you have a uh, an office job, a work a work from home, you know, kind of job. But I mean, it's a it's t- it's an office job. You're on the you know working emails, working all that stuff. Oh, my fingers work like crazy on that keyboard. Yeah, but that's the only 
thing I get, and it's so data-driven, data entry, spreadsheets, that I can't really leave the computer. So. And where did you learn how to do that? On the job? No, probably being a mortgage loan officer, just getting good with computers, I mean, but. And that's that's another good example, I mean. How, so, Jordan, you don't mind, about, I know what he's about to talk about. I don't, I don't know if you don't mind, so tell us. Yeah, out of college, how many how many jobs have you had, including, you know, working on the family farm, some which you've done. Uh, how many jobs have you had, and in what fields? They're very varied. Very no, I, varied. I, true, that is very true. Um, and did you use your degree in any of them? Really? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, so I got an animal science degree right after college. I went to work for the railroad, and I. Worked for the railroad pretty much 15 to 2020, and then COVID, they 15, laid off. 15, 2015 to 2020? Yeah, with a break, a one-year break on the farm. That's right, that's right. But you did they two laid jobs. off during COVID yeah. like 4,500 of us at once, and so and that kind of ended that thing. And you were in engineering school at that point. And to I be a training engineer. to be a locomotive engineer. Locomotive engineer. And okay. so I went back to the farm, regrouped, then moved to Dallas, became a mortgage loan officer, Slinging loans, slinging calling loans. phones. That's what we all talk. That's what we call it. Getting told to f off. People not want to talk to you. Yeah. And then I started getting stressed and hair falling out from alopecia. And I'm like, you know what? I tr- probably better not be in a sales commission-driven job, especially with the rates right. rising. Back to the farm. And then I was looking to get back to Dallas and ended up at Lockheed just because of my supply chain experience from the railroad. But yeah, so I've had. BNSF railway farm, um, SoFi home loans and Lockheed. Yeah. And let's see, Conical Offshore <laughs> Pump Company. I'm just kidding. Who are we talking about now? <laughs> um, but I've never used my degree, and you have a lot. And you still I use it when I have jobs. a math problem. I can't figure out. I call you, and you tell me. Well, yeah, but I could I could have learned that, you know. On a, on a computer, you know, I could have learned that, you know, from I guess a book. I could have Googled it. We could all Google that. Okay, so you brought up some good points, okay? You have switched jobs for a variety of reasons. So, and I think that is one thing that I think Solomon, as well as I think the millennial generation mostly, is starting to realize. So, what profit has, this is Ecclesiastes 3, I think it starts at 11, I just have a screenshot right here. What profit has the worker from that in which he labors? I have seen the God-given task like ordained, and, and I know some of y'all don't believe in God, you know, pity, but, uh, you know, like the the thing that God has set you out to do, you know, whether you believe in him or not, the God-given task with the sons of men are be occupied. He has made everything beautiful in his time, and I emphasize everything. He put eternity in their hearts, um, you know, for that for that looking forward, for that, you know, what is eternal, what, what do we do last forever. It, it can impact other people, it can impact everybody except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end, and that implies that he is working through us. We don't know how. So then Solomon goes on. I know that nothing is better for them than to rejoice and to do good in their lives, and also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. It is the gift of God. Sometimes um, we want to take pieces out of this, and and now this is me speaking, Um, and it is very poetic, but... He's talking about work, our God-given task, and I wanted to emphasize work. And so, Taylor, what I wanted to ask you um, was was really, so you really you really did when you were in the railroad um, the first time. Uh, you were as a train master, and uh, and you moved up very fast. You were given much, a lot of responsibility, sometimes faster than many of your peers. Um, then, when as a you entered in as a conductor again, um, at a different at a different branch, um, you moved up very fast. Um, and then you were given the opportunity to go to engineering school, and so you did that, and you were moving up very fast again. You were taking over the rail lines. I remember you telling me because you were taking notes and you were memorizing them, and you were learning them, and you were and you were really making an effort where many, if not all, of your peers were not. You know, COVID happened. Um, you ended up at working as a loan officer, okay? And uh, I'm, I'm kind of I'm going back through what you've already said. And pretty quick, you were like, okay, I know the system. I'm going to learn it too. You you excelled at it. 
Um, you had veterans coming to you. What are you doing different? And nobody's making loans. The economy sucked. And you were still making them. And, you know, some things happen. Uh, now you're at Lockheed Martin. Um, and you're doing great. You're, you're still there. This is sort of early on. But, again, you're excelling. And so um, I guess my question to you is what is it – and, and there – there's almost a different reason for every every job you left. There's almost a different reason, right? I mean, they're all they're, they're, they they may have a theme similar, but they're always different. And so, I guess in your labor and you and what you do in your task, what do you? How how high on the scale is money versus what you enjoy versus um, almost like just practical? Where do you where you live? Uh, what you're going to be doing day to day, you know, which is also part of, you know, what you enjoy. And how is it that you, um, I guess you decide, uh, you decided what job you're going to do and, and what is it necessarily that, that, Im- that compels you to try and excel, you know, which is very, very much completely related to effort. You know, you're not a genius. I'm your brother. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not saying I'm your brother. I'm saying I know you. I'm saying it's you have a you always put in a lot of effort, so I guess there's a lot of questions in there. But you know, motivation. Um, how Wait, much? So how, how how important is enjoyment versus money, versus what you're doing? Uh, all those things. Yeah, um, I would say I definitely focus on money um, a little bit because with more money is more opportunities, and I want to be at a place where I can advance. Sure. But like you said earlier, you're just going to do your best at whatever your job is. And if that's your mindset, then you're going to try to excel. And, you know, I'm also competitive, so I want to take over the game. But sorry, chin up. Um, and you said something about my labia or my labor. What did you say? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. Labor. Uh, yes. Labor. And labor. So as I labor at these jobs, I uh, – I just try to excel and do good, do the same thing at Lockheed, and it feels like a place I could really make a career. And I want—I don't want to be jumping around, but COVID kind of took the railroad away. Mortgage interest rates like quadrupled from where they were at one time, so it was just a difficult market to sell in. But right, but I definitely focus on money, but it's not as important. Like you got so bored at what was that job? The pump place. Yeah, let's not throw them under the bus, but uh, yeah. You were just getting bored, and I sit at that (laughs) desk and type, and it kind of wears me out, but I'll break it up, go on walks and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I like where I live. We live in Uptown. A lot of that geographically goes into it, because I like the city now. So many concerts come through. There's so many restaurants and cool venues and just stuff to do. Right by an airport, right by the Dallas Mavericks and Rangers and Cowboys and Stars. Stop bragging. Just, just, just for the record, just for the record, this is a um, city-hating, uh, country-loving <laughs> podcast. Um, the views represented by my brother do not represent the views of this podcast. I'll destroy your life. I, I brought country to the city. <laughs> yeah, that's Thank what we all think. Thank you for representing over there. Yeah, thanks, I got you. Thanks for representing. Yeah, sure. I'll kill you. But um, look at his cap. Oh, no, yeah. yeah he, I'm he, he represents. You full. He, he represents. I had to go let my dogs out to breathe and then came back and literally punted my lemonade under the couch, my glass of <laughs> lemonade, and then Hartley brought me a hand towel, like a tiny square to dry it up so it barely dried anything. But uh, that's okay. But um, Absorbency. I'm, just, I'm an idiot. I One kept TJ from kicking it, then I walk right up and punt it. But, yeah. uh, there's still a little left. But yeah. sorry. Well, okay, okay, okay. Well, let me let me refocus here. Um, so I guess, uh, well, we are moving move, moving on. I guess. Um, every lose same question. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I would I would honestly say if I were to put a thumb on on what you did very early on you wanted to be you were like speech pathology somebody told you that you're like i'll be good at that mm-hmm. and i think we all knew you would be um because of you it has a direct um you have a direct interaction with people with you know adults with children um which you're really good with and so i think 
also you enjoy it. And so I would I would think overall, and and also, especially for West Texas, you know, it is a fairly well paid job. I mean, you're not rolling in a Benjamin over here like like are any of us, but um, you're making you're making good money, um, and you're doing something you enjoy, and um, pretty much what as a senior in high school you already you already knew. That you were wanting, you were interested in that. You were going to go to South Plains, finish at Tech, and you had to get your grad degree. Um, so I guess you know what was it? What was it necessarily different um, between uh, you and you and me and Taylor that that we got so screwed and and you just you just balling and laugh right here. <laughs> I would not say that I'm balling and laugh, but yes, when I was a senior in high school, um, I was talking to somebody. And they actually asked me what I wanted to do, and I said I didn't know, but I wanted to work with um, little kids and old people. And so they were like, you would be a good speech therapist. And so I looked into it, and I was like, that's what I want to do. And I kind of just went from there. So I guess I have been pretty lucky in that way. Um, Yeah. That I really love what I do. And, of course, you know, money matters. Right. Um, But I would say that I have a lot of enjoyment in doing it too. Fulfillment. Fulfillment, yes. Feed the soul. Right. What I was going to say, both of y'all said money matters, and I think, um, you know, our uh, greedy Jew dad sort of forced that on us. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I think, uh, well, so when I was a freshman, I was taking all these classes, and everybody, like everybody I met, they were like, you're an engineer? And I'm like, no, I'm trying to get an engineering degree. I'm not. And they were just like, that's so hard. It is. And I was just like, well, I'm good at math. It's not that hard for me. And, like, people really, like, psyched me out. Like, it wasn't, you know, I would, I like to look at things and say, you know, uh, I know a lot of people don't like confrontation. And I like to be like, well, it's got to be done. I'm just going to go do it. I'm not thinking about it, you know. And I thought, I thought about classes the same way. I think that fly's drunk. Did it really go in my drink? Yeah. It's toast. I'm gonna drink it anyway. Oh. <laughs> nice. What, the? what a legend! Oh, is the fly gone? The in flies in there. Oh, that okay. scared me. Anyway. And it's on its back. Its legs are like. Ah. <laughs> it was alive flies, during. Flies that. have tiny livers. But Abby Lou, before you get off oh, it, God. she literally led the charge into speech therapy. I feel like because all these hoes are trying. Everyone and their mom is trying to get into speech pathology school now. You know, like it's right. a very, very super competitive thing. And it might have been the same. It probably was at the time too. But it's a burgeoning. Uh, career just call me lewis and clark over here <laughs> she's blazing the trail yeah what would suck it away we'll call you that <laughs> yes, i don't think you can't because you can't even name the redskins the redskins anymore you can't celebrate native american history so i don't know if you should say i know but cowboys fans still call them the dead skins so you know i think that's appropriate because oh, it was never their name anyway that's true. I will yeah. say, though, kind of on the topic of, like, college degree and not, you know, like like you said, I mean, we all make a decent living having a college degree, but one time we had a plumber come over. And by the way, our dad is not Jewish. <laughs> we had a plumber stop Gentile. by our house for, like, five minutes and, like, That's do something, and he's like, all right, thanks, $85, and I was like, Man, like we need to be like looking deeper into those like oh, certification yeah. jobs, there for five like plumbing minutes. and air conditioning and things like that. And that's why I started bartending on the side because cash tips. Yeah, yeah. we didn't we didn't uh, disclose that, but yeah, Taylor is also a bartender. If you need someone to mix drinks somewhat um, amateurly, um, give him a call. <laughs> Facts. No, Weddings. you've gotten better. You've Weddings. gotten better. And yeah, I've got a great um, dr- uh, joke Rolodex, and <laughs> we all love the Rolodex. Rolodex. What? Carry those in our pocket. Um, but yeah, it's just a good side hustle. So anybody that doesn't have kids or has some spare time, bartending is a good side hustle. Yeah, very good. Well, and and what I was gonna say was I was a freshman um, in class, and everybody was sacking me out like it's so hard, and I was like. Excuse me. Oh, maybe it is. Oh, crap. And I went to mom and dad, and I was like, I want to switch to ag and uh, just be a farmer because I always wanted to do that anyway. And then I think I want to do a double major in Spanish because I always wanted to learn Spanish more. And dad was like, 
no, I'll teach you what you need to know to farm. Just get your engineering degree. <laughs> and I was, and then I was like, no, I think I want to go pre-med biology. You'll end up digging ditches. Like, don't, don't get a degree in biology. I'm like, really? He's like, I had a friend. He ended up digging ditches. I'm like, that's one guy. But uh, it's so funny. Uh, I got that degree, and then we moved. Harley and I moved to Louisiana. We st- I started working for Conical Phillips over there, and um, immediately was just sort of like, yeah, this isn't for me. I was I was not the ex- excelling uh, employee like Taylor was. I was we our office hours were like six six to five, and it was mostly because um, the the pumpers started at six and the engineers started at eight or whatever in Houston. But I was a engineer in the field, so I was doing all day. I was coming at six with everybody else, going to their meetings. And then I would have my online, you know, whatever, not Zoom at the time, but we'd do phone meetings or whatever. And then I would stay till five because my boss was still five. And I was coming early, I was doing it all, and I was had bad sleep schedule. And I started thinking about music, which, you know, that was part of why I started getting more in, back more into the creative thing because I had written songs. Uh, early on, I'd written songs, like, for Hartley when we got engaged because I just spent, like, my summer money on a, on a ring. And um, I, I wrote her a song for Christmas, and... And I started like pursuing that, and at one point I was just like dead set. I was like, I'm going to be a full-time musician. And at the time I was making like stupid money, like six figures. Um, and and you know I, I had friends that were full-time musicians, probably playing for tips, uh, two or three days a week, and then just had the two tip. or you know maybe playing six days a week, and then two or three days they had like a good paying gig, you know, typically like restaurants or. You know, unless they had like a, a little bit more of a following, they might could play with a full band at a bar somewhere. And I was just dead set on it. And then I was just like, I have a wife. You know, I have responsibilities. We'll star. And I was like, I want to be the starving artist. I want to be, I want to go through that almost pain for the song, for the sake of the song. You know, like, which is like, yeah, you know, yeah. the story, the, the oldest story in the, yeah. in the world. And I was just like, but I can't. I was like, I have hardly... I'm not going to put her through that. I already put her through a lot, just in general. Just by living with you. Just yeah. by being who I am. <laughs> and yet, uh, you know, I was like, I just can't do it. And and actually, I, I wanted to do it several times over the years. I wanted to be the full-time musician. And I think I would probably, late at night, you know, almost like hazy, I would come to Hartley and sometimes that I would say, I think I want to, you know, be a full-time musician. And, and you know, and she was like... Go back to sleep. No, no. She was like, okay. Um, That's exactly how she thought. You know, think about it for a while. Like, she was always so supportive. No joke. She would always, like, would that be the best decision? You know, like, she was always, like, questioning. But she wasn't going to just shoot me down, you know, put a bullet in my the head of my dreams. And, um, and I was like, okay. And so I always... You know, and then I would read articles, and it was like, if you want to be the best musician, you got to be the starving artist. And I would listen to podcasts, and I was just like, I got to do it. I got to, I got to do it. And maybe, and maybe that's why I'm still not uh, George Strait, which is what I told Hartley when we started dating. I was like, you know, listen, you might not want to stick with me because one day I'm going to be George Strait. I don't know if you can handle that life. And she yeah, was like, and she, yeah, he did. I did. He was like, I have a feeling deep down that and she barely, I'm going to be something big in music. I was like, I got a feeling. I got a feeling I got a dream. I'm gonna follow it. Which was what this Would podcast you like being started a band with. Director? Huh? Would you like being a band director? No. Good call. Not at all. Rodney Gailey. Uh not oh my god. Mr. Gailey. No, yeah, not not a not, nothing against any band directors, which I have some friends that are band several friends that are band directors being a musician. And I think that is a calling. It is. And what, what the, and that's actually what I was saying. What we started this podcast talking about was we asked kids what do you want to be when you grow up? When we should be telling them, um, you know, hey, try your hardest in everything you do. And as as their gifts, as their gifts manifest and they start, man, they, this kid is really good at this. Or he sucks at this. Don't tell them that. You know, tell them to work on this. But we really should foster these gifts, these skills, these talents, these skills. And um, and, so, and we, we should kind of nudge them in that direction. And um, yeah, band directing is is a absolute calling. You know, those guys play every instrument. They have the hardest hours, just like coaches. Coaches, you know, have the worst hours. You know, they get 
They get paid very little for the coaching side. They have to, you know, have to, most of the time they have to teach as well in a lot of schools. True. They do it because they love it. They do it because it's their calling. True. And um, which is probably a good transition. Juan, how about how about you? You work at a school in IT. Um, you know, you're around the people I'm just talking about. I would say it's somewhat of a calling for you as well because I know you spend a lot of time up there you know, trying to get all the stuff good for the kids, trying to improve everything. You know, I mean, you know, so, like there's so much I can't even speak to because that is not my wheelhouse at all. And I was just saying broadband earlier and we were talking about bandwidth. So <laughs> <laughs> That's embarrassing. <clears throat> Amateur. Uh, but so, yeah, like how did you come about that? Um, what, what path did you take? And, you know, on these things we're talking about, work, yeah. enjoyment, money like where where do those things fall and you know and and your motivation now yeah so it's it's kind of funny like i i guess i don't know early on i was very interested in technology you know we got a computer i I don't know i was maybe eighth grader or something in the home so i was always tinkering you know always you know trying to figure out how to make it faster you know want to play games faster or whatever wanted to play you know starcraft at a higher resolution or whatever so um, oh my god! Always, always so trying crazy. to, you know. This is the '80s, right? No, it was, it no, was, it was early '90s. It was early, early '90s. 90s. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yes. So, um, I kind of thought I wanted a, you know, a career in technology, but I didn't want to go to college. Like I had no interest in going to college. That is so interesting. Yeah. I love that. Okay. But, it, it, but, and at the time, it was a little I, bit against the grain, or was there still well, not necessarily a hard push towards college? Yeah, I mean, it was sort of like up to you yeah so I kind of thought you know graduated high school didn't want to go to college just started working at a warehouse but I always had an interest in technology and I just kind of figured I'll land a job in technology or something at some point you know and and it'll work out you know it's kind of in the back of my mind you know and I wish like you know schools now and and Probably the time I was in high school, it, it was just kind of like a college factory. Like, where are you going to go to school? You know, just so much focus on college, you know. And um, I wish right. I would have learned, you know, the certification route. You know, like, right. you know, go and get an entry level technology job, studying for these certifications on your own, certifying, you know, working your way that that way. That might have been, you know, a little more interesting to me yeah you know but I didn't know about that you know I didn't I didn't know about I didn't know about that I thought you know if if I was gonna do it that I was gonna have to get into college you know I was gonna have to get an education but so I worked at a warehouse for a while and then I actually you know after I was an adult um okay I'm sorry hold that thought we will be right back, folks. i got to charge my phone for just a minute. It's down to 1%. We will be right back, and Juan is going to talk about uh, finish his story. All right, welcome back. Sorry for that uh, slight little delay. Um, my bro-in-law, my brother, Juan, was just talking about, you were talking about, you know, you started working in a warehouse. You know, looking back, you said maybe I should have gone through some more certifications, taking the kick, taking a sort of a route. But you were never necessarily interested in college. And at that point, you know, what happened at that point? I guess. Well, <clears throat> yeah, I worked at a warehouse for a few years, Walmart Distribution Center, Hellhole, uh, <laughs> AKA Hellhole. Yeah. So uh, and I, I thought that's like the street name. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought I was going to just like, you know, they tell you, they tell you all these stories about, you know, you can work your way up, you know, be great at the company or whatever, but, um, it's, it's really, it's really not that, um, you know, it's kind of like a lot of places, kind of good old boys club, you know, and, uh, that whole situation. Sure. Um, so then I finally decided like, man, I need to switch gears. Crosby, get out of here. (laughs) Well, later. Good boy. He's okay. Right. Okay. Just ignore. So then I, I figured, man, I just I gotta switch gears. So I ended up going to college, but I was well into my adult years. You know, had a family, everything. So um, did some did some jobs while I was going to school. Did a lot of different stuff. Did some landscaping. 
you know, stock some groceries and all that stuff. This and was then, during school or mm-hmm. before? This yeah, was in dur- school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, earned a associate's degree in technology and uh, an opportunity opened up in my hometown, Rawls. And Big old Rawls, Texas. Yeah. And uh, good place to be. Took a, took a, oh, just a technician job for the school. Um, and, you know, after a few years, worked as a tech, went back to school, got a business degree, you know, then became a, you know, director of technology for the school district. Yes. But, you know, like, you, you know, the school, when I was going to school, you, like I said, it was, it was really just, we're going to go to college, you know, and, and that just completely turned me off from thinking about like an education a secondary education or you know uh it, you mean like a second or like secondary like high school or like uh another no, one yeah what's the word like further uh, education whatever the word is yeah okay. there's a word there's sure. a word there somewhere sure, for sure. that but um so it completely just turned me off from from that like i just i knew i didn't want to go to college and that seemed yeah. like the the only thing that you know schools were talking about you know going right. to college right. and of course you know, small school district. We we didn't have the resources for um, vocational training. You know, we didn't right. we didn't have any of that. So right. that really wasn't wasn't an option. So the focus was, you know, where are you going to go to college? What are you going to do? And I I just I wasn't interested in that. So and that's kind of how I ended up, you know, here. And you know, there is you know I, I think about. The job I have now, could I earn more money in the public sector? Yes, obviously. Doing the know. same thing. Yeah, doing the same thing. Right, right. You know? Sure. But, you know, during those years, you know, I was raising a family, had kids highly involved, doing a lot of, a lot of different stuff. Yeah. Wanted to be with them. Working in school made a lot of sense, you know. Sure. Um, and I'm still, you know, I still feel that way, you know, even with, you know, young kids now, too. Um it just gives me the opportunity to kind of, you know, take off whenever they're off or, uh, you know, we get the same holidays. The schedule. Yeah, yeah the schedule just works out. It just, you know, works out to, you know, be, you know, be at home, you know, sure, when, sure. when they're home or be there for them, you know. So, sure. Yeah. Well, and, and I know, I mean, we all know, I mean, family events, you know, uh, when you're coming because you were at the school, you know, trying to upgrade a bunch of stuff. Or whatever, I guess, you know, I guess the question for you would be, you know, we're talking about our labor, our God-given task, you know, can we, how do we enjoy it? You know, how do you, I guess, you've been doing it a while. How how long have you been doing, like, when did you start as a technician to now? Like, you know, when you got out and... Man, a technician, I started in 2008. Okay. So... 15 years? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, And this is all it it rolls. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But just several different roles, but doing similar things. Mm -hmm. So I guess, like, you know... You've you've been out since '08. Uh, you've been doing this job. What is your? I mean, I guess what is your motivation? Is it is it the kids? Is it? I mean, just you know, th- this is a vocation. You know, it's something you're good at. It's, yep. it's familiar. Is yep. it is it all of the above? Yeah, it's a little bit of, of, of everything, and and really a lot of it is serving my community, like serving the school that you know kids that need that. Yeah, mm-hmm. seeing you around doing stuff. Even yeah. just coming and going, they're like, dang, you know, that guy, you know, yeah. he, he's, do, he's doing something, maybe I could do that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, 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 I want to do the best job I can do for the school district. For You know, I, I know a lot of people in this town. I know the kids. I right. know the parents. Sure. You know, know the school board members. Community. Yeah. So In every sense of the word. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm a believer in serving your community, you know. So, yes, absolutely. Um, it, obviously, if I couldn't make, you know, a decent living, you know, then we'd sure. be talking, you know, something different. So, right. um, fortunately, you know, this, this, uh, this position, does, yeah, yeah d- does afford me, you know, the, the opportunity to make a, a decent living and provide for my family, you know. I mean, yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, like I said, private sector, I'd be able to make more, you know, whatever, but. Maybe you have um, to move to Seattle. Yeah. Nobody wants to live there. No, I'm just <laughs> <Right>. kidding. <laughs> yeah. But so there's a lot of things that factor into me staying here. Like I said, sure. serving the community. Family, home. Yeah, family. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. Heck yeah. Um, Jordan yeah. was talking earlier about 
how he doesn't shower, and I just wanted to bring this up because y'all, these two flies. I do shower every day. He just okay. didn't wash his hair with. I don't like shampoo. shampoo okay, it's the. Uh, he typically rubs Crisco all over his head. No, um, but he was talking about how he doesn't wash Raw his hair, jokes. and while we were mid-recording, these flies were swarming his head. <laughs> two of them. And then a fly landed in his cup. <laughs> and he just crushed the fluid in there. Now he didn't drink the fly; it still remains in the cup. But, but he's like basically the flies, a hobo. Germs and juices were definitely I've, in the liquid. I've been told I very, uh, you know, I have a deft uh, usage of my tongue, I'm very cunning, and uh, I was able to avoid the fly. So I mean, that, yeah. call that skill. Call, it whatever, you, call um, it whatever you. Call it whatever you. Nice way to transition. It took a turn. Um, yeah. Speaking of tongue instruments, wind instruments maybe, or tr- trumpet, you played the trombone. My senior year of high school, me and my buddy joined band. Senior year? Just for fun. <laughs> and they've stuck me in percussion. And I'm like, Mom, you got to come to the Christmas. What did you play? Listen, I'm like, Tambourine. Mom, listen. I'm like, Mom, you got to come to the Christmas play. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm in percussion. She's thinking drums or something. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. shows up. They've got cymbals in my hands, but I had the gloves and I was doing the whole. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I get it into it, and it'd be time for the cymbals to crash, and I would just slam them. I mean, I'll, it was nice. But we joined band our senior year, and because the main point was, at the end of the year, they were taking a band trip to SeaWorld and then, mm. like all this other stuff and so we're like Get let's on do that, that. It's, we you fundraise you know you don't have to pay money for it. Get it and then when the band trip came around after we'd been in band a full year we're in baseball playoffs so we can't even go oh, on the band trip wow. but I love band it just the band director thing <laughs> made me think of it so it's very interesting uh, what are you doing with this now what have you done with this since senior year have you done anything with it yeah, I'll back you up on the drums when I can. <laughs> no, I really haven't. You know, I kind of donated. He my shows drums. up to your. Sh- he goes to your shows and claps. You know, he's kind of a hat man. I sing every song. Yeah. He's a little bit of the hat man. Yeah, true. Yeah. I yell a lot, scream a lot. Yeah, yeah. What? Okay. Okay. We all aged ourselves. <laughs> Just true. Now. Okay, so man, good point, Taylor. Although maybe you should revisit that. It seems it's very, you're very passionate about it, and yet you're just kind of like chilling over there at Lockheed Martin. Well, you're keeping the cajon hostage. I wish you'd give it to me. I'd be practicing in my apartment. I wish you just had some cajones. <laughs> what is my but, uh, right, right, left, left, right, left, right, right, left. <laughs> oh my gosh. Why okay, did she we say gotta that? be left, we gotta right, be... right, left, left, right. Sorry. So loud. Uh, we gotta be careful about inside jokes that we don't explain. Okay? True. That's my mom. Mom played this. What do they call it? The bongos. It was called the. Uh, I think it was the chim- bongo ch- Chimpanzeeba. No, where chim- there's a big drum and a smaller oh, one, right, and they're connected. Right. I right. love to listen like to Latin music. <laughs> okay, all right, let's let's reel it back in. Okay, so thank you, Taylor. Um, so yeah, our mom is silly, and we get a lot of our silliness from her. She she uh, doesn't mind getting herself out there, and we love her for it. Um, also, so, shout out to mom. Happy birthday. Late birthday, but so. That's right. Uh, and happy Thanksgiving to everybody. But uh, so I guess I want to kind of round us, round us out uh, to, to finish up here. Taylor and I both um, attended college, got degrees we don't use anymore. Um, we both sort of dilly-dallied. Uh, you switched degrees. Or you sort of switched. You switched. Multiple times. No. He so, finished on time. I got an animal 4.0. science degree because at Texas Tech, you can get an animal science degree if that's the degree you want. But still but still go to med school. or You, you had a pre-med designation, and it only changed school. a few classes when right. you got out of that designation. Yeah, so when I was taking anatomy on time. and physiology of humans, my classmates were in anatomy and physiology of cows, equine, bovine, porcine. Okay, so, yes. Very Pigs. Good. Okay. So, um, you and I both, we got these degrees, and we don't use them. Pretty much at all. We, we have the piece of paper, and it's helped us get into some jobs. Abby Lou, on the other hand, picked one early on, stuck with it, Hello. still does it. Very good. Juan has, you know, meandered about a few different ways 
took several jobs, and now he's doing something that he actually does enjoy, yep. is fulfilled by, yep. is motivated by, to go up there during the summer when we're Bust all just jacking balls. around, and he <laughs> is, you know... Break his back that's already broken. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's another story, but... Uh, but he's putting Walmart. in a lot of hours. Walmart. <laughs> Hell. Same, same, same story. <laughs> same story. Um, <laughs> Walmart. Um, and, and then we have uh, my lovely wife. We need to round out the night with her. I didn't talk about a whole lot about me, but that's part of the story. So when we were, we had been dating about a year, and all of her friends were pressuring her to ask me about marriage because... Uh, that was sort of the circle we were running in, you know. They were, they just pressure us to do things. No, that's not true. Um, but she didn't. Cold feet. Hardly had a spine of steel and said, "No, I'm going to let him be the man, and I'm going to let him do it." You know, I'm going to let him. And so I had just gotten a job offer from Conoco Phillips, and it was in Minden, Louisiana, and they were really pressuring her at that point. And that was when I proposed. But early on. We had both talked about um, our desire to have kids, and we had talked about um, her her desire to, to be a stay-at-home mom. So, but, you know, my, I, my it was actually my dad, shout out to my dad, who said, you know what, uh, you need to just tell her to come with you. And I was like, genius, bingo. <laughs> so when I proposed, I was like, you need to marry me and move to Louisiana and transfer to Louisiana Tech, and you can finish there. So Harley's actually not a Red Raider. She is a Bulldog. Uh, but, no, it's not. It was great. And we loved... It's still Tech, yeah. And we loved Rustin. Yeah, we did. It was and great. honestly, Lubbock and Rustin are very similar, and a lot of people go from Lubbock to Rustin and Rustin to Lubbock. It's actually... We need to do a podcast on that. In the whole... Uh, stratosphere, uh, atmosphere, whatever, of that whole connection. Um, but Harley finished up. She got a degree in, it was elementary education. It was yeah. From early childhood, changed to elementary. Yeah. There she had to add a couple classes, so it took her a little longer. But we got to get married, and that was our goal. And so part of the thing that Harley finished up in, in education, and I'll let, you, I'll let you talk. I'm not just going to speak for her. <laughs> I'll speak for my wife. No. <laughs> Um, she's, and she, she's a submissive wife <laughs> and um, she, she actually did teach for a while and got a job mm-hmm. offer off of a when I was still in school still in school what was that called the intern not the internship but it's like a student teaching student instead teaching. of student teaching I was the full time teacher you were full time that's right I didn't get a student teaching opportunity I just was and they were trying to pay you less I got a substitute teacher salary. Yeah, those jerks. That's uh, a ripoff. Ridiculous. We're not going to tell. She does school. have, you said, a spine of steel. Unlike Greg Abbott, full ain't got a leg to stand on. <laughs> those. <laughs> those <laughs> I thought he does have a spine of steel. Probably. <laughs> True. <Right. laughs> surgical. I had to surgical steel. steel. Yeah. Surgical steel. Yeah. We love we love Greg, our but you, governor. You are maybe, still maybe not, using your degree <laughs> because you homeschool the kids. What mm-hmm. two days a week? Yeah. Well, and the thing true. and the thing is, she does like teaching, and she has taught it several different times. But I guess I wanted to, I, you know, the question for you, Hartley, my wife, Hartley, is you knew what you wanted to do. You knew you wanted to be a teacher, mm-hmm. but it was actually your priority and your desire to be a mother. And to do that full time, that sort of superseded that, and yet you still finished your degree. You work, you've worked as a teacher, and you've actually taught at several different, mm-hmm. or just one, I believe, uh, the uh, PDO. Uh, yeah. And so, I guess, how was that? Like, how how did you prioritize those things? And we sort of did that together. But how, like, what was your thought process on that? You know, we're talking about our labor, our love, our enjoyment, you know, and our motivation every day. So. Go. I mean, you have so many things you can talk about on that as a mother, as a teacher, um, where we've been, where we're going. Yes. Well, I guess I would say I decided on elementary education or early childhood education because I loved kids, and I do love kids still, and I've always liked teaching, and I would always play teacher as a kid. And I also thought when I become a mom... I could teach when my kids are in school, in school age, and then I would get to have all the holidays and breaks and, you know, get to be with them more in that setting. So even though we're not doing traditional school, I'm still able to 
apply things I learned, even though you don't have to have an education degree or background to do any of that. It has been, I guess it's just helped me, you know, have more confidence in it. And organize and some of the skills you've learned and, and the things that you've taken from, from mm-hmm. your degree. That's true. And Taylor, Taylor mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. And shout out to uh, KPA in Lubbock. We, we do sort of a hybrid uh, collaborative model, mm-hmm. uh, two days there and, and three days here at home. Yes. Um, and I guess, so yeah, as far as, you know, our decision, your decision to, to be a, a stay at home mom, to be a full-time mom. And we're still in the thick of it. We have a one, three, five and seven year old. So it'll probably be a while before they're all in school and maybe you could return to full-time teaching. But I guess in the meantime, uh, yeah, you're like, one day in the like, far future, whether, whether you <laughs> no. want to or not, you are going back you will in be. That yeah. We need that money. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. No, no teaching is stressful. We need that stressful. teaching salary. Yeah. It is. So I mean, even hard. thinking about going back to teaching after all the kids have graduated or whatever, I don't know that I will. But I was in kindergarten. Well, <laughs> I'm just joking. It's nice to have the option, but right. at the same time, I feel like not doing it and instead staying at home has been a harder choice and a harder sacrifice because sometimes I'm like, I'd really like a lunch break, you know? <laughs> sure. And in a career, sure. like outside of the home, you get that. You get a, you get a coffee break. Yeah. That you was can my like thing go to the restroom. Coffee breaks. You know? yeah. Alone. You yeah. go to the restroom. Yeah. It's just she's like holding, She's like sitting on the commode and holding the pearl. I mean, Chilling. if Good you luck. have a nurse on the toilet, then... You're not a real mother. No, no. I'm oh. Burn. <laughs> no. Zing. No. Zing. No. It's just hard to play. Oh my. No. Yikes. Okay. Um. But anyway, to wrap it up. My gosh. <laughs> what a, this podcast is this? This is a definition of mansplaining. No, I'm just kidding. Right, say Man. that joke early again. It's like, oh gosh. Well, let, let's let Hartley finish. Oh, no, okay, I so. think I'm done. You are done? Okay, well, thanks, Taylor. Anyway. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I, I, I'll just, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say what I was going to say. I mean, our mom stayed home with us until Taylor went to kindergarten. And I told Hartley, I was like, I love that. And she was like, that's what I would love to do. And. You know, not everybody can. Um, you know, that's... We'll get a little snoring child over here. Not everybody can do that. And it's and it's very difficult. And it's it's actually funny you say you, you, you don't get a break. Because when I was offshore, that was part of my career with Conoco Phillips. I was offshore two weeks on, two weeks off. And, um, and while I was out there, all the dads out there who had kids, they would say, I come offshore to get a break. Because it's much harder to be a full-time dad at home. It's much harder to be a full-time mom. And you don't get a break. I mean, unless I'm like, hey, Hartley, can I uh, keep the kids for like 30 seconds while you run to the store so you can have some alone time? And she's like, yes, And I'll you. only call you three times to ask where the diapers are. No, yeah, I'm no, just kidding. Right. And, and, I'm, and I'm helpless. I'm sort of helpless as a dad. I, I am. I mean, Hartley runs the ship around here. Um, but it is, you know, I, I did want to talk, talk about, you know, just your fulfillment, your motivation, your enjoyment is doing exactly what you're doing, even though it is so hard. Yeah. And we don't always encourage that yeah. as a society with kids and like with young girls. It's like a career is so much more important. And yet raising children is the future. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm definitely biased, but I think... You know, especially at the youngest ages, women are the most predisposed to be the best at it. Mm-hmm. And we should definitely encourage that. That's not for everybody, obviously. We always have the caveat. But it really is. And it really should be, you know, our most important priority. Raising our children, raising the next generation, putting our best into them, you know. And, and I tell people all the time, I'm like, you know, all my kids are like me a little bit, but they're really like my wife because they're with her always. And... She has to constantly correct, but she also has made them so sweet, and they joke, and they, they talk, and they talk to people, and they talk intelligently, and that's even like the, the five-year-old, the, maybe sometimes the three-year-old a little bit, Billy, 
And so, you know, the importance of that is is hard to um, really um, convey. Convey. Thank yeah. you, Taylor. So, um, I think we've had a, a great podcast. Um, this is the first round table, the first collaborative, you know, anything at all. Um, I'm just going to open it up. Would anybody like to add anything? Just um, a final a final word on this topic, something personal, or or whatever. Not really. I just want to thank you for having us. It was cool. It was yeah. fun. It was a lot of fun. Heck yeah. You're a great host. Thanks, Juan. Ah, yeah. I'm trying. Thank you. Yeah. You are a great host. And yeah, I mean, you held it together even though I punted my lemonade right in the middle of recording. And I'm kept hitting the table. I know. It was, <laughs> it's, it's hard. But well, that's why I'm wearing the headphones so I can hear it when you do it, you know. Yeah. Sorry. I like that. It's preparing <laughs> me for later on in life when I try to record a podcast someday professionally. But Taylor Clay Kirk. The TCK podcast. Be ready. Wrap up. Maybe give me a couple, two, three kids. Bring them on the pod someday. But the wife. Facts. But anyway, that's it. Hartley. Any any final words from you? Yeah, I guess I would say too that like even though you might not apply what you studied in school, there's still purpose in it. Like. There's value in it. Yeah. And don't yeah don't don't be remorseful about it. Right. No regrets. No regrets. But I mean, and and I think the value proposition we we should tell, it should mostly be for kids now, uh, high school kids now looking to go to college. There's a popo, um, you know, because looking back, we can't change anything about the past for ourselves, for our degrees that we feel like, golly, that was loud. That our degrees that we feel like maybe not that important anymore, you know, yeah. or maybe we feel like you know maybe I didn't get something. Well, we did get something from it, and I think that's what you're saying. Um, what I'm saying is the bigger picture that I wouldn't even have met you if I didn't have gone to college. That's true, too. That's you true. Know, they're little things. Yep, and we, we call that the MRS degree. The missus. No, I'm just kidding. Hey. <laughs> Proud of it. That's right. Abby Lou, any, any final words? She's way back there. She might have to speak up, but go ahead. You're, you're good right there. Okay. I would say for anybody who's, like, maybe deciding, like, what should I do? Yeah, that's um, good. Choose something that you love because your job or – career or purpose whatever you do is such a big part of your life and so I think like what Jordan said follow like what you're passionate about versus and what you're good at and what you're good at versus oh what degree could look good on paper mm-hmm. that's right right that's and I think that's that was the value proposition I'm talking about is we go into so much debt for that piece of paper what skills can we learn what certifications what other things can we get in order to do what we would like to do. And sometimes that has a degree and sometimes it doesn't. But I think I think our generation, more than any other generation, is not willing to put our heads down and just grind. We this c- is what I want to say, though. If you do go Well, let me college, finish this okay, <laughs> I had it. I had it. Oh, my gosh. Trying to step on the deal. We're not willing to put our head down and just grind. We do want to enjoy what we do. But we have to also think about we're providing for a family. We're doing something that means something that's valuable to our school, to our community, to our, to our kids, to our family, to our society. And so with those things meet, you know, being able to provide for your family, the money, the money side, enjoying it, um, you know, just how, how much fun are we having doing it. And also, what are we good at? What are our strengths? Taylor, go ahead. Well, I'm saying if you go to college, make the most of it because I got a 4.0. I got one B, so three point nine, whatever. Wouldn't uh, round it up. Went and studied abroad in the UK, fully funded by the Agriculture College of Texas Tech. I did an internship on Capitol Hill for a congressman, funded by Texas Tech. So, like, if you're gonna go, make the most of it, but don't and go throw to your time away. Go to Texas Tech University, <laughs> but make the most of it. Study hard. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, y'all, thank y'all so much for tuning in. It's been a little bit hectic. I'll try and be a better host next time. This is a um, first roundup. Y'all leave your comments. Remember to mash that like button. Subscribe, leave five stars. And um, tomorrow is Black Friday. I believe us. We're going to try and put this out tomorrow. Go to jordanrobertkirk.com. Uh, buy some JRK branded merch. I will even ship you a vinyl record. You can buy it through my website. If you want to DM me and you're local and you don't want to pay the shipping, 
do that. I still have some caps. That will also be through the DMs, and you can Venmo me. You can drop me some cash. That would be great, too. And um, all that being said, thank you all so much. Reach out if you would like to be on the podcast, if you think you have something to offer. And if you don't have anything to offer, I will tell you. I will say that is not – you have nothing to offer. (laughs) I will crush your dreams. Okay? That's what I say. If you – what did I say earlier? Don't reach for the stars unless you want to be an astronaut, okay? And most of us cannot be astronauts, okay? We are not um, high IQ Chinese, you know, playing the violin at three years old, okay? Uh, so this has been uh, Leftover Turkey, the, a version of the JRK podcast that who knows if it will return or not. Thank you all so much. Y'all have a great Black Friday. 